BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stephen James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stephen James and welcome to another session of the Life Mastery Accelerator. Now, today in thinking about what I wanted to share with you today, I wanted to share with you something that has really been on my mind a lot lately. It's something that I really think could be invaluable to you and your life, your future, your family, all of that. And really what I wanna do here is spend some time to help you prepare, to help you prepare. Now, what do I mean by that? In our lifetimes, you and I, we're gonna encounter incredible challenges, adversity, pain, suffering, beyond what we might have faced in the past and beyond what we could even imagine. And I'm not saying that to be pessimistic, but to be realistic and not to be naive about the challenges that will come in our lives. You see, if right now you're doing great in your life, then amazing. I'm doing amazing as well. You know, hopefully you're celebrating that and really enjoying it. But we can't be naive to think that things will go, always go well forever. There will be challenges that we face, whether that's financially, whether that's in our career, whether that's in our business, whether that is in the economy, whether that's with our kids, whether that's with our loved ones, with our health, our bodies, that if we're not prepared for it, it could devastate and destroy our entire lives. You know, to give you some examples, in the next 12 to 24 months, there's a lot of speculation that there's going to be a recession that's coming. That it could be as worse as 2008, might be less, or it could be even greater than that. You know, all the top investors and people are speculating that there's going to be a recession. And if you're not prepared for that, then it could be a, a very challenging time for you. I mean, I mean, imagine, you know, losing your job in the next 12 to 20, 24 months or the having the money that you're making from your business cut in half you know, making 50% less than what you're making right now, or having to take a demotion and get paid less from your employer, you know, or imagine your entire net worth, your entire investment portfolio being wiped out 50% in a day. 
I mean, if you're not prepared for that, then that's going to startle you. Same thing. I mean, look at your health. I mean, you know, I hate to break it to you and be the bearer of bad news, but one in three people in North America, in the United States at least, die from cancer and heart disease. Someone that you and I love, our parents, our friends, our family members are going to die. They're going to pass. There's so many things that are going to happen that we're going to encounter and go through in life that if we're not prepared for it, then it's going to destroy us. It's going to affect the quality of our life. And I believe that the time you get prepared is now, is today. You start planning and preparing so that when these events occur in life, these obstacles, these challenges don't become an obstacle. They become an opportunity for you. In fact, I believe that if you're prepared for a recession that's coming, then you can actually create more wealth during that time than you have at the entire stage of life that you've been alive and worked so hard to get to that point. Um, you know, if you're prepared for these things, it can be your greatest asset and advantage. And so I really believe in preparation. I really believe in being proactive, not reactive. Leaders, leaders prepare. Leaders anticipate challenges that are coming and through anticipation and knowing the road ahead, they can plan and strategize, prepare for it mentally, physically, spiritually that it doesn't affect them as much, losers react. So you want to make sure you're not in a place in your life when you're reacting to challenges that come up that you're instead anticipating them, you're prepared as much as you can so you can either take advantage of it or make sure that you're bigger than any challenge that shows up in your life. So I thought this would be a fun topic to talk about. And uh, I don't mean to create any fear in your life, but sometimes fear can be helpful. Fear can actually allow us to think ahead and be proactive and plan and prepare so that we can make sure that we can mitigate whatever the challenges that we might face in our lives. So I thought this would be a good subject to share with you today and share a few things that have been on my mind. I'll share with you what I've been doing. This is mainly on my mind because of a recession that I believe is coming and, you know, whether or not it comes or not, who knows whether or not any of these challenges happen in your life, who knows? Hopefully none of this you have to go through, but the, you know, it's still better to be prepared for these things and in being prepared, you're still going to benefit so much from it. So um, I think about it a lot because I, um, want to make sure I'm prepared for a recession. My plan, if there is a recession in the next 12 to 24 months, that I'll be able to quadruple my net worth in a matter of years, um, you know, if I invest properly and you know, strategize and everything with that. And so, um, you know, if 2008 you're prepared for it, I think we'd both agree that you'd be in a much better position today than um, than you are now if you had known and prepared for that event that occurred. So, um, I want to share with you a few things that I'm doing and what I'm thinking about and things that can hopefully benefit and serve you guys. So. Let's dive into this. Now, the first thing I think is one of the most important things to make sure that you're prepared is first taking care of your body, your body, your physical body. You see, without our health, we have nothing. Our health is our wealth. And if we don't master our body, our health, our energy, our well-being, then we're not going to have the strength and the capacity to get through any of the challenges that show up in our lives. So I, I believe first and foremost, you start with your body. Your body is your temple. Your body is your sanctuary. If you have a strong foundation, which is your body, you'll be able to withstand challenges that arise in life. You know, most often when I'm first looking to achieve anything that I want in my life and really step up, whether it's a business or more success, I always go to my body first because I believe the body and the mind are connected. Your mindset can be influenced by your body. And by me training hard and pushing myself in the gym or going for a run, 
that helps to, to eliminate stress, anxiety, fear, that eradicates all of that from your life and it puts you in a state of strength, a, strength, a state of power, a state of, 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 of just feeling unstoppable. You know, if you've ever had an intense workout, by the end of the workout, you just feel like you can take on the world, you feel so good about yourself, your self-esteem, your confidence, everything goes through the roof. So I really believe making sure that you manage and you master your body is everything. That you're training your body every single day. Whether that's going for a run, whether that's doing yoga, whether that's working out at the gym, doing something for your body to get you strong. The stronger your body is, the stronger your mind will be. So really making sure you prioritize that, okay? That's, for me, health and fitness is the foundation of my life. It's something I do almost every day no matter what. And it's really what, it's kind of underrated. People don't realize how important that is. You know, so much of what I've gone through with my physical body has really allowed me to be able to uh, do everything else in my life. And I remember, for example, when I did a fitness competition in 2012, um, 2011, I had a life coach and my, I wanted to really change my body. And my life coach said, he was a fitness guy, he said, Stefan, you gotta do a fitness competition. I said, a fitness competition, are you crazy? I can't do that, I had every reason not to do it, I had so much fear, I told him, listen, I, I don't have the body for that, these other guys that are competing, they're professionals, they've got more muscle mass than I do, they've been doing this for years, they're, a lot of them are on drugs and steroids as well because the competition I did was an untested competition, and I had all this fear that came up for me. And then my coach said, Stefan, you know, don't do it for how you're gonna look, don't do it to try to win a trophy or a medal. Do it for what it makes of you in the process of it. Because going through that process of you getting in the best shape of your life, it's gonna force you to grow. It's gonna force you to have more discipline, to have more willpower, to increase your work ethic, to have more confidence in yourself, to be able to, to, to have higher self-esteem uh, in yourself and really prove to yourself and your mind what you can really accomplish if you're really committed to it. And who I became from that process was the most valuable thing that I took away. It wasn't about competing with anyone else, it was about me being the best version of me, right? And so that was something that really benefited me a lot. And that was actually something that you get from working out in your body. You, you, by you putting an effort to your body and, and, and disciplining yourself every day, you're building your muscles. You're not just building your physical muscles, but your mental and your emotional muscles where you're unstoppable, you're immovable, nothing can shake you. So I'd say that's one of the first and most important things for all of us to prioritize and to make sure that we really take care of our health, our body, and our physical well-being. The second thing that I think is important to prepare is your mind. Make sure that you're feeding your mind every day. Every day that you're putting positivity into your mind, that you're building the foundation of your mind in terms of, of what you need to believe that will allow you to get through anything that shows up in your life. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to do and what really strengthens my mindset is I find other people that have been through hell and back, other people that defied the odds, other people that went through so much adversity and challenge that they become your role models. They prove to you and show you what is possible and how to get through anything that shows up in your life and because of their example and what they went through, the contrast of that makes you feel like, man, I have no problems because look what this person went through. Look what Helen Keller went through of being deaf and blind. 
the challenges and the adversity that she faced and her incredible mindset to be able to find joy and meaning in her life. I mean, that's an incredible role model. You know, right now I'm in Cape Town, South Africa, and there's Robben Island. I can see it from my apartment where I'm staying, where Nelson Mandela spent several years locked up. Here's a man who had 27 years of his life taken away from him, locked up unjustly. And here he came out of that experience with such a powerful mindset that he didn't have any resentment for the people that locked him up. He had no anger for it. He believed that by having resentment, it's like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, is what he said. But for someone to go through that and then come out of it and lead the nation of South Africa, that's an extraordinary human being. That's an extraordinary psychology and mindset. Or you take a man who is flying his, his, um, his airplane. He's in the US military. And his airplane gets shot down. He becomes a POW, a prisoner of war in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. He's locked up in a tiny cell that's just a few feet by a few feet. And he's locked up for years. He's getting beaten up every day. He's being deprived of water and food. I mean, the worst possible condition you could imagine. And yet, he came out of that experience of being locked up for years saying this was the best experience of my life because during that time I became stronger physically. I did this many push-ups every day. I got stronger and more committed to my connection with, with God and the Creator. I, got, I, I learned all these things where I really learned how to relive back all these incredible memories and moments of my life when I was locked up. I learned to communicate with other prisoners and other cells by tapping on the walls. He learned and got so much from that experience that he says that today nothing bothers him. That so many people, they react, they get upset, they worry about so many things that are so meaningless and pointless. He said, once I've been through that, nothing can bother me. That's an incredible mindset in psychology. And there's so many examples. I mean, if you look at Viktor Frankl from the book Man's Search for Meaning, being locked up in a Nazi concentration camp, Auschwitz. He was a psychiatrist and he studied the people that survived that and he found the empowering meaning that they had in their life. When you read and you feed your mind with countless examples like this, you just have so much confidence in what the human spirit is capable of. You have so much confidence in what you're capable of because you have so many examples of what other people have done, what they've overcome, what they've gone through, that that gives you strength in the times when you go through hard times in your life. So I love reading biographies. I love reading about and learning about how CNN and Disney were started during a recession or depression. You know, Ted Turner and Walt Disney starting their companies, which are some of the biggest companies today. That gives me inspiration. When I hear about Colonel Sanders at 65 years old, has this idea for his chicken recipe and he wants to go out and try to sell it to people and he knocks on a thousand and eight doors, all of them rejecting him and saying no before one finally says yes. And from that, he started Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Or Thomas Edison that failed over a thousand times. I mean, there's so many incredible stories and examples that I really believe that that can fill us up in so many incredible ways and really serve us. So feeding your mind, and I also think a really important thing, guys, is having a morning ritual. The morning ritual for me is a way that you build strength. It's the way that you build your mental, your emotional, your spiritual muscles. Every day when you prioritize that time for yourself, whether that's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour, where every morning you're 
taking care of your body, you're feeding your body with the right nutrition, you're feeding your mind with the right information by reading books, you're doing affirmations to say phrases and beliefs that you want to condition into your psyche, your subconscious mind, you're visualizing and you're seeing the life you want, the person you want to be. All of those things when you do it is helping prepare you not just for the day ahead but for the challenges that will arise later in your life. It's being proactive because by you putting you at level 10 each day, you're going to be able to handle all the problems that arise and show up in your life. But if you don't do it, if you're reactive as many people are and you're not putting yourself to be at your best, then you're just going to react whenever the challenges show up in your life. You're not going to know how to respond to them. You're not going to, you're going to respond to them from weakness instead of strength and power. So having that ritual and making sure you cultivate, you condition it, you're building those muscles. When you go to the gym and you build muscle, you lift weights, it's not that you might never even have to use that. By, by building the muscle, the endurance, the strength, you have that capacity that if there's a time you have to use that strength, you can do so. If you ever learn a martial art, you learn self-defense, hopefully you never have to defend yourself, but you're learning it in that one event that could occur in your life where you need to defend yourself, that you're, you're prepared for that because you are proactive. That's, that's how I look at things. I anticipate these things and in doing so, you can avoid a lot of the inevitable challenges that a lot of people face. I mean, if you really are proactive with your health and taking care of your body and putting, making the right lifestyle choices, then you can prevent a lot of the, the diseases that can arise in a lot of people's lives. You can prevent um, uh, diabetes or heart disease or even cancer. There's a genetic factor, of course, but a lot of it is lifestyle related according to the National Academy of Sciences. So a lot of this stuff I believe can be prevented if we're smart enough to plan and prepare and not just live in the moment, not just look for instant, short-term, immediate gratification, but we're willing to delay some of that so that we can plan and prepare for a better life and a better future. Okay, so that's an, a, a key piece with mindset that I think is really important. Another thing I want to share with you that I also think is really valuable is intentionally putting yourself in challenging circumstances. Okay, challenging situations, ones that are controlled. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. So let me share with you what I mean. You know, I remember for me when I was 19 years old, it was the first time I ever went to, a, well, I went to a nightclub when I was 18 years old, but 19 years old is when I really started getting to going out to nightclubs because in Canada, the age limit, or at least in British Columbia, is 19 years old. And um, I remember at that stage of my life, I was really committed to improving my confidence, my social skills. I wanted to meet and attract women into my life. And um, that was a huge focus of my life. And so I'd go to nightclubs quite a bit but I would actually challenge myself because I looked at the process of going out and meeting and approaching women as a process that, uh, of self-development, that for every time I went out to approach someone, I'd gain confidence from that, I'd become a better communicator, I, I just would grow in so many great ways. I'd overcome my, my fear of rejection. Um, a lot of things would come from that. And so when I'd go to these nightclubs, I wouldn't drink any alcohol. I'd go to the nightclubs and I would be sober and um, I'd be there with my friends, of course, and we'd go out and we'd maybe approach a woman, and we'd not just approach women, we approach everybody, because we looked at everything as an opportunity to grow and improve our, 
her confidence and her social skills. And so one time though I realized, you know what, I can fast track my self-development and my growth by making this more challenging on myself because I realized by me going to the club and having my friend there that it was a crutch. And even alcohol was a crutch too. I didn't use it, but alcohol is like liquid courage. You're not really building your confidence from it. You're kind of putting a Band-Aid on it and you're not developing your confidence and your abilities and your skills to be able to go up and approach and communicate with someone. So I realized, you know what, I'm gonna put myself in a more challenging situation. I'm gonna go to nightclubs by myself because I believe that if I could be comfortable and confident in an environment like a nightclub, which is one of the most challenging places to meet a human being, I mean, if you think about it, you've got loud music that you can hardly even communicate with someone, you've got dim lights, you can't even really see people properly, people are intoxicated, so and they have ADD, so it's hard to keep their attention, you have to really engage them to keep their attention to be focused on you. There's obviously a lot of fear and anxiety that you might have to approach someone. There's all these challenges that exist in that environment and that I'd stack it even further by having to go there by myself. But I believe that if I could do that, if I could be comfortable and confident and approach people and have fun in that environment and not be dependent on my buddy being there to give me that support and that comfort, if I could do that, then when I am in that environment when my friends are there, or when I am in that environment when I have a drink or two, or when I am walking down the street and that woman that I really wanna meet that could be the one, that I'll have that ability and that skill set and the confidence to be able to maximize that opportunity, right? If I could do it in the most challenging circumstance, then any other circumstance is gonna be that much easier. So that's how I thought at that time, and I purposely do that. I remember the first time I went out to a nightclub by myself. It's called Mavericks in uh, Burnaby, British Columbia. It's not there anymore, but I went out by myself. I went to one that I thought nobody's going to know who I am or see me or these, the women that I meet, and I probably embarrass myself. They'll never remember me or see me again. So I went further away um, than what I normally go. And um, I remember the first time I went there, I did not talk to anybody. Okay, I was there in the corner with my water. And I was so uncomfortable. I felt so, I thought, it, I thought everybody was staring at me. Everyone thought I was a loser. I thought I was a loser at the time. And I remember being there for hours, just standing around, living in my head, overthinking everything, micromanaging my thoughts, just feeling so overwhelmed, trying to get myself to approach someone and hesitating and hesitating and hesitating. It was just, it was, it was the worst. <laughs> and I drove home and I was depressed. But then I realized and I celebrated it because the fact that I did that and showed up made me different than everyone else. I knew that just by being there, even if I didn't talk to anyone, the discomfort that I was feeling and facing would force me to grow. It forced me to be more comfortable with discomfort. And I just realized, you know what? I'm gonna do that again tomorrow night. And I'm just gonna slowly push myself and, be, and just embrace that discomfort. Embrace the fear. And if I do that enough times, guess what will happen? I'll no longer feel uncomfortable. It'll feel comfortable just because I've desensitized myself towards that, I've numbed myself towards it. And that's what I did. I did it again and again and again, and I approached people, and I learned how to not have confidence that's situational. So many people have situational confidence that's dependent on their friends being there, it depends on their status, all of these things. I didn't want any of that. I wanted true inner confidence. And so that was just an example of purposely doing something challenging. And what that did is it allowed me to deal with other challenges that would show up. Those challenges 
wouldn't be that big of a deal or that challenging because of what I've already gone through. And I think that's one of the best ways to build your mindset is by going through challenges. You don't build your mindset just from reading books. I think those are things that are great. You should do them, but you really build it by going through challenges, going through things that are hard and difficult, and you develop grit from that. Um, Carol, um, I think it's Angela, uh, I forget what her name is, but she wrote a book called Grit. Grit. Highly recommend this book. It's a great book. And she talks about building grit, but um, one thing she says is she has something called the hard thing rule, which means that every day you gotta do something hard. You gotta do something challenging and something that gets you outside your comfort zone. And when you do that every single day, you develop grit and that gives you the ability to be able to handle challenges you know, a lot better in life. So um, what are things that can challenge you? You know, are you challenging yourself? It doesn't have to be things that you know, are so overwhelming that they get you depressed, but I believe in challenging yourself in little ways. It could be big ways too. You know, I remember going skydiving when I was 18 years old you know, and things like that that were terrifying for me because I was afraid of heights, but who I became and the confidence and all of that that I got from pushing my comfort zone really benefited my life. I remember walking on fire at Tony Robbins seminar. I've done that like seven times, the fire walk. And you know, when you do that, you prove to yourself what you're capable of and you get confidence from it. So here's how I look at things. If you have a problem, okay, and that problem is a level five problem and it's consuming you, it's because you are smaller than that problem. Instead, you must become bigger than your problems. If you have a level five problem and you're a level 10 person, you're gonna dominate that problem. That problem is not gonna affect you. You're gonna be able to easily solve it. But if you have a problem bigger than you, you must grow and upgrade yourself so that you can handle those problems because the more problems that you overcome and the more that you upgrade yourself and become more, then problems don't affect you as much. You know, there's many people out there that when problems arise in their life, it's like the end of the world. They just don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to handle it. And as a leader, which I consider all of us to be, and someone that wants to be successful, which has to be a leader, um, you know, you're going to have to go through those challenges and be able to step up and be able to handle and deal with them. I mean, for me, almost every day in my business, there's a problem. There's a fire that I must put, I must put out. Um, the problems don't go away, but your capacity to handle them or deal, deal with them just becomes a lot easier and better. So that requires you upgrading yourself, growing, evolving, pushing yourself, challenging yourself. Okay, so I wanted to give you some mental and mindset components, your body, uh, you know, of course, your, your mind and challenging yourself because that will help you prepare mentally and emotionally. But I want to share with you, um, you know, in terms of the money component, the recession that I talked about and just how to pl plan to prepare for that. And then what we'll do is we'll dive into some questions that you guys have. Um, so a few things I think that are really important for money is making sure that you save money. You have an emergency fund. Now, if you've been through my previous trainings that I've done inside this, uh, this members area, you'll learn about my mindset and my habits when it comes to money and managing it and saving it. But that's first and foremost, you've gotta make sure you have an emergency fund. Usually that's at least three to six months of whatever your income or expenses might be. And that's for a rainy day. That's to protect you for a time and event in your life that you could lose your job 
the government could change something. Um, you know, there could be a recession. There's many factors that could you know come up. There could be a health challenge that you face. You want to make sure you have the peace of mind and the security that you have money put aside just to make you feel good, safe, and comfortable so you can sleep at night, okay? That's money you don't touch, not unless it's an emergency, okay? So that's the first thing. Now, if there might be a recession, and depending on your risk threshold, you might wanna have more money saved because if there is a recession, let's say you lost your job, or let's say your business, half of your income drops overnight, or half of your investment portfolio or net worth drops, then you want to be prepared for that and you want to have more than enough money that can protect you during a time frame where at least you have enough time to support yourself with that money and then you can find another job. You can you could start a business. You could do something else to bring in some income, but during those times, there's a lot of people that don't have jobs and they have a hard time with it. So that, that is something that you might want to think more about in terms of how much money do you really need to have that sense of security that if the worst was to happen, not that it will, I pray that it doesn't, but if it did happen, what would you need to really feel safe and comfortable and secure? Okay, so that's the first thing. The next thing is you also wanna make sure that you have cash available, cash reserves, so that if there is a market crash or a recession, that if you have cash available and you have some knowledge in terms of investing, then you can actually buy a lot of great companies that are now at a discounted price because the valuation of them have dropped. You can now actually buy them, and if you're willing to be patient and wait for those companies to recover, then you can prosper from that. You know, you can buy, for example, Amazon or Apple or Facebook or Google or maybe you know Bank of America or Wells Fargo or many, many of these companies that are pretty established companies that have been around for quite a long time and have a lot of cash, they have a lot of, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, they don't have any debt and you know, a number of factors like that. If you're able to buy them at a cheaper price and then a year goes by and they recover or two years go by and the market goes back even higher, you can make some pretty incredible returns. Um, a lot of people became incredibly wealthy in 2008 when there was the recession because they're able to buy a lot at a cheaper price because they're prepared for that. And to do that, you need cash available. So that's another reason to carry some cash. Now for me, what I do is I have a lot of cash that I carry, but I don't like money just sitting there. I like to at least get some return on my money. So at the very minimum, my money has to be sitting in a savings account where I can at least get some interest on that money. But interest rates are fairly low. You're not gonna get as much to cover inflation. And so I also liked fixed income investments. Fixed income investments could be a, uh, a treasury bill, a GIC, and if you're in Canada, um, some sort of guaranteed investment where you deposit, let's say $10,000, and it's either redeemable, it's a cashable investment where you could take it out within a certain time frame and you get a higher interest from it, or some of them are more locked in, where you have to lock in that money for three months, for six months, for a year, two years, but you get a higher return from that. The only challenge is you can't pull it out. Now, I don't like those ones that are locked in because it prevents having the flexibility that if the market crashes tomorrow, then I don't have that money that I can take and buy some of the stock that I wanna buy. Um, so that's why I like things that are more flexible, things that are either they might be locked in, but they're locked in for a few months, a short term, um, or they are redeemable and more flexible in that way. Another thing that I like to buy is bonds. I like to buy government bonds. Government bonds are more secure and safe than um, corporate bonds or even junk bonds. Junk bonds are companies that don't have good credit rating. 
uh, obviously corporate bonds because you're, loan, you're lending money to corporations, they can go under, but government bonds, governments are fairly secure, uh, at least in the United States, Canada, and most in Europe. Um, so I like government bonds, and government bonds um, can allow you to get a return on your money, and, uh, and it can protect it a bit. You're not gonna get as much as you will from stocks or more growth vehicles like that, but I do like bonds, and I more specifically like ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds. So you can buy those on the stock exchanges, and I like, uh, uh, you can get like government bond, um, government bond ETFs, where it's more diversified as well, so it provides more security, and then it pays you dividends. So I like a lot of those. Um, those are things that I also tie up money into as well because they don't really fluctuate much in the valuation, but at least I'm getting some money from that every quarter with the dividends, and then if there's a recession, I can sell it off without really losing much of my investment, and I can take that cash and then investment in other vehicles that I believe have more potential to make me money. So that's kind of how I think. I try to make sure that my money are in things that I can liquidate that give me flexibility. I'm not really buying real estate right now or holding that because real estate is an asset that's hard to liquidate. And especially if there's a recession, it's hard to get out of it and sell it um, because the market and the demand for it can change. So real estate is really great as a super long-term investment, not unless you're really good at buying in an area, repairing it, fixing it up, and flipping it, and that's your model. But for the most part, real estate's great to sit on for five, 10, 20 years long-term where you're not gonna liquidate it because liquidating real estate short-term doesn't make sense. There's so many legal fees and taxes and all that sort of stuff that you pay that you know it really eats up um, any profit that you might have had. So for me, that's why I like to make sure that my investments, my money is flexible and gives me that ability. Um, and then I personally, I have certain habits in my life where I check what's going in the markets every single day. Um, that's been a habit that's been a part of my life for many years. Um, I use an app on my phone called Yahoo Finance, and you can go to yahoofinance.com or finance.yahoo.com, and uh, it just kind of gives you a summary of what's going on in the markets, um, different news, whether it's related to government or whatever it is based on a lot of the companies and the stocks that you might buy or might be interested in investing in. And I read articles on that every day, and that's one of the ways that I learn and just kind of stay on top of what's going on in the world. And the great thing with Yahoo Finance is you can link your brokerage account with it, so it pulls all your stocks that you own uh, to that, and you can actually review everything right from Yahoo Finance as well. So um, I do that, and then also, I will mention too, I don't, I'm not just waiting for the recession to invest. I still invest all throughout the year as well whenever there's dips or good opportunities, but I'm still saving the majority of my cash reserve for times when there will be a recession or an opportunity like that. So those are a lot of things that I plan to prepare for. That's a, a lot of things that I think about in terms of my mindset, and there's many other things too, but really what I thought this discussion and what I shared today could help you with is just to think about your life, because I don't know your exact situation. I'm just sharing what I do with stocks and investings and how to uh, prepare for that. But I think what's valuable is what, what, what do you need to do to prepare in your life? Like, you know, if you were to think about the worst, not that you live there, I don't want you to get depressed about it, but think about the worst. What if you lost your job? What if there's a recession? What if half of your investments or savings disappeared overnight? What if you found out that you're gonna get cancer, you know, or you had a health scare, or what if someone that you know and love, you know, could be getting cancer or heart disease or a serious challenge that is 
going to happen in the next year, two years, five years. I just want you to think about those things in your life because you know your life better than I do. What do you need to do to prepare now to make sure that mentally, emotionally, spiritually you're strong? You're, you're, you know, you're going to be able to handle those challenges when they show up for you in a better way. Uh, what do you need to do to prepare financially? What do you need to do to prepare with your health and your body? What do you need to do to prepare for your family, for your friends? You know, really think about those things. And I think by being proactive in this way, that if you had just think of one thing or two things and you actually do it and you plan to prepare, then I think this conversation could really be worth a lot for you and really serve you in your future and your life if you take more of a proactive approach and you are prepared. So I wanted to share that with you guys and hopefully you got some benefit and value from it, but I really believe in the in being proactive, not reactive as so many people are. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc